Hi, this is Davey Boy, and welcome back to the Do Myself Better podcast. After a month-long hiatus, let's call it a summer vacation, we are back with new episodes. This podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts, and wherever you do get your podcasts, give us some stars, please, and rate the podcast by leaving us a shiny review. It helps a lot, and much love in advance. Part of doing ourselves better is giving ourselves the space and the time to grow personally, artistically, and otherwise. And on this episode, we are focusing on growth, artistic development, unfolding into yourself, and finding an audience that really supports you and wants to help you grow. This is Do Myself Better. Text me. 5102967921 Text me So I really wanted to talk to somebody who I think has really found a sweet spot in terms of finding a tribe of support online and surrounding themselves with people who admire them and admire their work and the journey that it took to get there. So today I wanted to talk to my friend, Michael Madrano. Wish I could see myself through your eyes. I think I'd love myself just one time. Cause baby, you pay me in the best light. bonded over so many things coming up uh, discovering other people's music especially on the queer scene and Michael has been such a good friend to me and I think I to him and I just wanted to talk a little bit about how we have just become sort of the most charming of friends wouldn't you say charming is an understatement <laughs> we have we have a cosmic connection that we've realized many times and i've never met somebody as equally scattered as me and i really appreciate it more organized but i very much appreciate the scatteredness of sagittarius (laughs) yeah exactly and the deeply uh philosophical uh overthinking the whole nine yards of the sagittarius mind (laughs) um so i guess i wanted to start off talking a little bit about 
Easier, which is an earlier favorite of mine and everybody else's from last year, to your latest single, Hands On You. The process that it took to get there, Easier being such a different sonic landscape than what you've been doing recently, and just that process of how you transitioned, and I know it's taken a little bit to like, or it took a little bit rather, to get to that place. So talk to us about that journey um, from that to your latest work. Well, yeah, it was a pretty big jump too. I I think that what's funny about all this is that I learned to write from a very vulnerable place first before I started learning how to write pop. And, you know, I mean, my genre was always skewed to pop, but I definitely was doing more of the singer songwritery thing because I, you know, I came up with that. It was the kind of music I listened to growing up at some point. And then my, I had a, a lyric coach at one point as well. And he kind of taught me to, you know, where to guide my music. But I feel with easier, and we can see this reflected in the numbers, that it was kind of a slow burn because while the song, you know, thank you, by the way, I, I love that song. It's like the closest song to me. Like while it is very, you know, emotional and heavy, it took a lot longer to grow with an audience. You know, people got to hear a vulnerable side of me, but it would, it was a slow burn. And so I decided to myself, you know what? I feel like I'm not really doing the damn thing. Like I want to, I want to move into a more pop sound, like the people that I grew up listening to, the people that I love and I admire. So that kind of just, I kind of just said, you know what? I'm going to put on like a pop writing hat. I'm going to make something really silly and very over the top and fun. And it just started sticking. And I think it led me to fluids, which in like many senses changed my life. So it's, it's interesting. I almost hold fluids to a closer place in my heart than easier, which is so vulnerable. Well, I think it's so cool too. Like as a writer, you do get to like express different facets of your life. Like you do mm-hmm. have that song where it's like, we're getting drunk and we're getting ready to go out and have fun. And then you also yeah. have the songs that are a little more like personal and like, oh, this was a moment in my life that I want to preserve because I yeah. want to grow from this. And so I think once you start building that fan base, you're allowing them into your, literally into your like emotional living room, which I'm totally putting on a hat because that's a cool phrase. Um, (laughs) But you're letting them into your like heart. And once they trust that you can deliver stuff that they're going to enjoy, they also want to be like, okay, who's this person who I've been surrounding my life with? And so I think also, yeah, I think like you can ebb and flow with like the super like fun bops and then give Mm. them something to make them feel. Yeah, exactly. And it's cool. It, that that kind of reflects as well because Easier ended up blowing up almost like a year after it came out. And people who were listening to Fluids, which is like my biggest song, were saying, oh my gosh, like that song made me cry. Like I came here for Fluids and I stayed for Easier. Mm-hmm. So it kind of just shows that whole uh, range of emotions that people love to feel with music, you of know, course. and writing in general. I kissed this pretty girl on the dance floor. I took a boyfriend to the park Something I'ma do it. I, I, I'ma do it. I, I. 
Yeah, just to talk about that a bit deeper is, you know, part of our link is that we both kind of have the tendency to sometimes overthink when we're stressed or um, overanalyze. And I just wanted to talk about this idea of, you know, workshopping in public or this idea of developing and really taking yourself through the journey of letting artistry sort of build upon itself. You know, the... So when I first heard, when I first, first heard Fluids, I thought to myself, oh, wow, this is so different. It's a whole new gag. And it was amazing to see because I know that you've been building up, you know, through clips on Twitter, which is a way a lot of your fans had really found you in the first place. And then the song came out and then it took on a life of its own. Even tracks like Bump This, where sort of that was created for a specific sort of group of people um, that you were talking to specifically. And, you know, my next single, and I've really not had, you know this about me, like I don't really like this idea of workshopping in public. And um, my next track is actually one of my more vulnerable, emotional songs. But I think, you know, you took us on that ride and were willing to sort of let people see your artistry as it went along and so just talk to us about that process um and then basically essentially how your fans came to know michael madrano as you are now right um i feel a lot of that was just kind of part of the growth process because um people started really responding to my music when i would workshop it in public like i still have like i think it's the current song hands on you I posted the demo and that song, it got like retweeted by some TikToker and it now has like, I think it got like 12,000 views within the first hour just being on Twitter. Mm. And it gets people, it, I think people like to see them, you know, we'll get really big here, like the making of a star, quote unquote, and they like to watch you grow. And I think that's been a really cool uh, way to connect with people, even if it's a song like Bump This, which is like crazy and it's like, the most heightened Michael you can get, or if it's like some old demo that I made about like love and, and um, yeah, I think that's, it's, it's actually really, at least for me. And I know it's different for you because you're baby, because it's hard for you to, you know, workshop in public and I get it. But I think for me personally, it kind of just bridges the gap between me and the fan. So uh, yeah, I, I find it as a good way to connect. And as far as um, workshopping in public and no, how do you know, like, is there a question you ask yourself when you're working on a song? You're like, okay, this song is done. I've done this mm -hmm. song, the justice that I've wanted to do for it. And I'm going to start workshopping in a public or I'm going to just release it. Is there something you like ask yourself when you're trying to make that decision? Um, for me, it's very much like a, like a business mind when it comes to it. And I think, I think to myself, okay, I haven't posted it in a while. Um, I have a song that I feel, I guess, like you said, uh, pretty much ready to either come out or, the demo is ready to like shop to my producers and I'd like everybody to be a part of that process. So, um, also I'm tired. If I get off tangent, please let me know because mm -hmm. I'm, you know, this is top of the morning for me. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's just that point for me where I'm like, okay, I want to get this out into the world. And even if I don't put it out within the next week, this is a good opportunity to get into people's minds again. Mm -hmm. Maybe I notice my numbers are like a little slower than the rest of the month. I'm like, hmm, I could post something that get people excited. I love that you have that very creative visual storytelling side of you. And then you also have the side of you where it's like, okay, cool. I've got to do this release. I've got to do this preparation for it. And I need to keep things moving because mm -hmm. I think both sides are really important when you're a creator. Um, mm -hmm. Do you ever have to tell 
like the business businessman to sit down or the creative to hold back those tears and suck it up? I know that's a weird way to phrase it. But. No, actually, um, I found myself doing that because, I mean, let's go back to Fluids, which again, you know, it's a huge song for many reasons. And um, yeah, I think when I was writing that song, I wrote the hook and the business side of me was like, this isn't going to catch. Like people aren't going to understand what you're saying. Like this is, you know, this is silly. Like don't try to come up with something better. But the creative side of me was like, no, no, this is all you need to say. You, all you need to say is this basically a one liner and it's going to hook the whole song together. And uh, same with bump this when I was making it, I was like, maybe I'm doing too much of this and too much of that. And uh, Mimi, my collaborator, I at one point told her, Hey, you dropped the F bomb. I don't know how I feel about putting that on a song. I don't know if it's marketable that way. And she kind of just read me and was like, have you not listened to my music before? You asked me to collab because you like my music. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I'm just going to trust your instinct, trust what you're doing. And um, it's kind of a push and pull between those two sides of my brain. And I feel it's probably like that for a lot of us. There's that push and pull where you're trying to make a perfect product, but you're also an artist and you have to listen to your artist mind when it's telling you the right thing. And multiple times, you know, I think Bump This is my third biggest song now, just the third song to uh, cross 100,000 on Spotify. Um, if I didn't listen to myself, that song wouldn't have come out uh, and I wouldn't have certain opportunities that I have now and certain fans that I have now. So yeah, there's definitely a push and pull all the time. I know that as artists, there's also this uh, tendency to have a push and pull around the numbers on a song, um, meaning the song is successful or the song itself being successful. You know, part of what is so great about creating is that, you know, when you get your first mix back or if you're like a screenwriter or whatever, you know, or you've just seen your work uh, first put up and like, you know, and you get the first edit back, whatever that is, you know, when you are an artist and you start doing that work and you get the creation itself, there's this tendency to be really excited about it. But then when you get into the release of it and you look at the numbers, there's this sort of push and pull of judging it to where it's like, you know, is the work itself a success or do the numbers make it a success? And, you know, when you look at a song like Easier, who could have ever known that that song a year later would finally, after you have, as an artist have found your tribe of people, you know, start to now do quote unquote numbers on Spotify or whatever. But the push and pull of judging that as an artist, you know, it's we can be so hard on that kind of a thing and then allowing ourselves to not or you know, pulling back and not having ourselves judge the work um, in that sort of way. Because look at Easier Now, it's really found people that really love it. And it just wasn't known then for people to finally have found it and to um, love it. And I think that's part of the process also is sometimes um, just speaking about how the numbers of it don't necessarily make it, but really finding people who can connect to that shit. Um is what can make a work successful. Right. And, and for me personally, as an, as an artist who has to act on the business side as well, it's a little both because I can put out those really vulnerable songs I feel now and the numbers would change drastically in a good way. Whereas before, I had to find a way to get everyone to listen to the whole spectrum of Michael Madrano mm -hmm. rather than you know just one side of me. And when I said, when I put on my pop hat and I said, let me make something really tangible, but also very true to me. Again, it was a little bit of both sides. And 
um, yeah, and I guess as an artist in a way, yeah, it's strategic, but you still are just being true to yourself in the end. So if, it, if you're at least being true to yourself, I think that's what matters. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. And I also just think, you know, when you have found that group of people who are, you know, in your tribe, your fans, I think that they're there with you for the ride. I think they want to see you do well. They want to see you win. And when you're in that relationship with them, no matter what you're releasing, um, as long as it's true to you, I think that they have fully signed up for it. Um, and in that same vein, and just like talk to us a little bit about what in which ways do you engage with your fans the most? Because um, in a lot of ways, uh, fans will do numbers for you just um, because they're there and they're engaged. So how do you like to engage with your fans? Um, yeah, so how would I how would I engage with them the most? I mean, like I said, Twitter is a really big platform for me where I can connect with them. I can shop my work to them. I can talk to them. I can reply to their DMs, even if sometimes I don't, like sometimes their DMs are a little racy, but <laughs> you know, um, I get an opportunity to get a direct line with them. And I think that's been a, instrumental part of my growth because I'm just myself with my fans and they're also my friends. And I even, even being a somewhat, you know, rising artist and still being on the smaller side, I even feel weird calling them fans because it just feels like a bunch of friends all together working to make this music get really big because they'll start thinking like you, once you get a connection with them, they'll be the ones putting your song on some playlist 20 times and then looping it while they sleep. And you're thinking to yourself, why would you even do that for me? But you now have this connection with them where they want to see your quote unquote numbers go up as well. Because to them, it's just your success is just as important as their part in your success. And I think I've seen that, you know, become a thing and people become really passionate. And I think that's what excites me the most is that people are just passionate about what goes on. And I, again, like I think that, you know, is a testament to how I interact with them and talk to them. You keep on switching sides, you're such a Gemini Know what you want tonight, I see those bedroom eyes You fill me up and down, back up and turn around Why keep on playing games, when you could get under me I know that we're gonna end up naked Just stop playing, babe has been so weird in the sense that you know you could do music like this that makes you want to get up and get out and dance but we've been all stuck at home for the greater part of this year due to the pandemic outside of a couple of tiktokers here and there and uh but this song is just so uplifting um i mean look at dua's project or like gaga's project uh all those things even selena's project uh all those great like dance records um that got released this year and people were just safer at home so what has that been like creating this kind of stuff while being safer at home you know um that song itself was really uh, along with the next single coming out was like a product of the pandemic because that song dropped on the same day that the U S went into a lockdown. And it was, you know, interesting to watch fans. Cause I almost pulled the song for that reason. I was like, Oh my God, like we're in the apocalypse. Like, I don't, I don't know if people want to hear from me right now because I, for a while, all I could do was look at the news and 
you know, stress myself out and be afraid to walk outside. Um, but I almost pulled the song, but I, at the last minute, I was like, you know what, let me just leave, let it out. People want to hear this. They've been excited for it for weeks. And that became a thing where people were messaging me saying, oh, thank God you put out this song. Everything sucks right now, except for this song. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it's becoming that, that source of comfort for people during the pandemic has been really cool because people are having dance parties in their house. People are having Zoom sets. And I ended up doing a live show from a, from a venue because there was less than people in the room. And that happened because he started playing my songs during the pandemic. And people who are having these parties at home finding comfort with music. And I, I think, if anything, our role became more important than ever, you know? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Music is medicine. So yeah. like, even just hearing that clip, it was like, it literally was like honey. Like I just felt so comforted and like happy. Uh-huh. It was a nice lift. And I think that, yeah, yeah, it's a responsibility of an artist. I think sometimes to be a source of support, maybe not responsibility because we have to take care of ourselves as well. But I think it's a gift that we get to give as creators to like help other people through hard times, which is yeah. what's going on right now. Tell us about what you have been doing to stay sane during 2020. One of the things I love about your content the most, by the way, is your plants and just the lush greenery that exists in your space. Um, So what have you been doing to stay sane during the pandemic, et cetera, and so on? So, I mean, it was definitely hard starting out through the pandemic because, um, well, only you guys can see this, but I have a liquor cabinet right next to me and we were going through that quickly to the point where we had to restock it. So... That was how I was taking care of myself at first, which isn't exactly healthy. But I mean, as time went on, um, we actually, I think one of the first times we left our house during the lockdowns was to go support a local business, which is one of our local plant stores in Hollywood that was struggling and they were posting on struggling. So we went out to go get some plants. And, um, you know, my partner and I really love, it's more him that got it all started. And we, our house, I think at one point had like 80 plants in it. So I'm telling you, I, especially during a virus where it attacks your lungs, I'm breathing better than ever. <laughs> um, you know, this house is full of, of greenery. And I honestly do think it like helps my attitude because I like looking at them and I'm like, oh, my babies, they're all good. You know, a lot of people have had a really hard time dropping new stuff, releasing new music out into the world during this crazy time. And I'm just so happy that you are putting out new stuff. I'm, I have new stuff out. Um, we know the journey it took me to put out new stuff. And I just want to talk about, you know, creating during this time, getting out new music, your latest release, Hands On You, which is just so fucking amazing. Um, so yeah, tell us about Hands On You, um, and all of the process leading up to Hands On You. It is, personally, I mean, I didn't think I'd have a favorite song over Fluids, but personally, I love this song more than Fluids just because it feels like I'm really coming into myself as, like, a pop artist. It's a song about, like, pleasuring yourself. And I think, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, we especially, I'm me, I'm still kind of scared to see people, but we all kind of were just missing people and missing touch and missing those one night stands that we'd have and drinking and and everything like that. And all I could think about was like, damn, like there's a lot that I miss. I miss human touch. And so, you know, I, I tap into that and this is like definitely like my sexiest song. 
and it's going to be relatable in the sense that like you know all the lyrics are extremely true to the time the opening line is been stuck inside this lonely place for weeks and weeks on end had lots of one-on-one one-on-one time uh basically with myself and that's where the whole self-love part of it comes in and, and i don't think this song which i think is personally one of my best if not the best outside of fluids or even more than fluids it wouldn't have existed without this time period and it kind of forced me to do things i was kind of snobby about before like using samples but i ended up not having my normal setup that i have because i i traveled to go work on my stuff and i couldn't do that anymore so i just went on splice and started finding samples and chopping them up and screwing them and, and all of that so it, it kind of just unlocked a new side of my brain creatively have it this has been the do myself better podcast again please leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts and that would be amazing thank you much love in advance this has been your host davy boy and co-host hannah avison please follow us on social media and also follow me on spotify while you're at it (laughs) thank you so much have a good day